0: Hi, I'm Kim Rickards, professional superglue and co-creator of Manifest. Manifest is a global platform with a vision to empower professionals of color to make connections and build intentional community to manifest careers, dreams, and goals. In this podcast, we will nurture, inspire, connect, and elevate our listeners through relevant stories and conversations. Now, let's Manifest. Hey y'all, welcome back to Less Man A Feast. Today we are going to be talking with the team behind the brand. And these ladies are amazing and you'll get to know a little bit about them, but you'll also get to see a different side of all of us as we just record this episode and have a lot of fun with it. So I want you all to meet Crystal, Valentina, and Alicia. So I'll start with Crystal
1: first. Hi, guys. um, This is Crystal Sylvester. I am the Events Director for Team Manifest. And then we have Valentina.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm Valentina, and I'm the Director of Operations for Team Manifest.
0: And Alicia, let's finish it out with you.
3: Hey, everyone. So excited to be here. I'm the Strategic HR Business Partner for Team Manifest. Awesome.
0: So now that everyone knows who all of us are, and everyone knows I'm Kim Ricker, CEO and co-founder of Man of Feast. We are going to play a game, and the game is finish this sentence. So I'm going to say the sentence, and then all of you will have a chance to finish it. And then I'll kind of come in at the end and throw minds in there. But the first sentence is, I never knew.
1: Don't jump in at all at once. Oh, <laughs> I never knew how resilient I was.
0: Oh, that's cool. Who else wants to take it? We got it. I should have said this should be like speed lightning, so it should be
3: going. Sorry. <laughs> um, I didn't know how. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> 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 um, I didn't know how creative I could be in the kitchen. Oh,
0: nice.
2: I never knew I would ever start my own business.
0: That's also very revealing. And I would say, I never knew that I had to practice more patience. I thought I was such a patient person. That's a lie. I I knew I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I've just been learning how to do it a little better. So what about, I wish there was,
1: I wish there was more time in a day. Mm Mm-hmm. I could agree to that. And more vacations. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Next person, sorry. (laughs) I wish there
2: was more knowledge out there for everyone.
3: Hmm.
2: That's an interesting one.
3: I think for me, I I wish everybody would... um execute to their full, fullest potential
0: I like that and I wish there were more hours to sleep so I'm kind of with Chrissy on the <laughs> on this one um, and what about I am over what are you ladies over
2: 2020
3: <laughs>
1: seriously throw it away <laughs>
3: Oh, wearing masks. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, so.
1: What are you over? I'm over racism. I just, you know, <laughs> yes. can we move on to the next thing? Can we just all love one another? Like, I'm tired of it. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree. I think I'm over
0: all the injustices as well. Like, it's just, it's getting, it's, it's been ridiculous, but... To, to wrap this little game up, what about what you're gonna do? So the question is, I will, or finish the sentence, I will.
1: I will learn. I will educate myself more. That's been my thing for 2020, is just educating myself a little bit more, doing a little bit more, striving to be a better person, honestly.
0: Val, mm-hmm. you were about to say something.
2: I would just learn all that I can. Like just read more, learn more, do more.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, And I think for me, it's being, an ex- a continuing to be a better example for others to to look to when they don't know what to do or where to go.
0: I'm going to say I will be more in the moment. I feel like 2020 has taught me to, To do that, to really be here instead of being such a futuristic purchase person that's always trying to plan ahead. It's taught me to just be where I am. So I will be in the moment. So I hope you guys had some fun with that. And I think it sets a perfect foundation for us going into our hot topics because. Val talked about canceling 2020. So I wanted to know, is that really how we feel? Do we really feel like we want to cancel the entire 2020? We have a few
1: more months left. <laughs> Anything can happen. I'm, 2020 hasn't been, it's been, It's it's been different. It's been a different year. I think it's put a lot of things into perspective. Would I change this year and how everything happened? No, but I wish like, I'm like enough is enough now. Like, we can we did a whole six months, like give us just a just a little uh, bit of a break. <laughs> like a tad yeah, bit of a break. Yeah. But it's definitely put a lot of things into perspective. Um, for me personally. Um, like you were just saying, Kim, like just living in the moment. Yeah, I-, I love to hear people saying that now because it's something that I feel like I've been doing for so many years and people are like, No, you gotta plan for this and plan... And I'm like, listen, tomorrow is not promised to any one of us. So like, I can't, I would love to say in 10 years, it's going to be X, Y, and Z. But while I'm still here on this earth, like today breathing, I need to be able to enjoy this moment, live in this moment, you know? Um, So I'm, it's, it's, it's one of the things that it makes me happy to hear when people say that now. Yeah, I, I feel like. I feel like living in the moment
0: is is crucial because, you know, we we really don't know what's going to happen. And twenty twenty has been a great example of that. But uh, yeah, anybody else want to jump in? Because I feel like to to Chrissy's point, I feel like there there's some good stuff that has happened in the midst of the bad things that have happened.
2: There has been a lot of good things. Um it's just, I guess it's just all the horrible news that we're getting in 2020, which is why I think people are over it in a sense, you know, like all the killings and, you know, people losing their jobs and, you know, trying to figure out when their next meal is going to be on the table. I think that's the part that a lot of people want to cancel. Like no one wants to be out of a job. No one wants to, you know, have to struggle to put food on the table. Um, So I feel like that's what i mean when i'm like i'm over 2020. but i have to i gotta push back
0: because i feel like all of the things that you just described are things that have happened every year i wonder if it's just because we are in a pandemic that is height is heightened because i think people yeah because people have been you know sadly people die every day people been getting shot you know like jobs get lost all the time like Mm -hmm. people are hungry so I don't think any of the things that we're seeing are things that are so new to us, sadly. But I think it's just because we are, you know, full, we we can't really go too many places. Yeah. So, so we're just seeing everything and it's making us, you know, feel away. But I feel that that's actually a good thing. I think we needed to feel this. Yeah. Because I, I feel agree. a lot of us were... Yeah, I think we were too desensitized to what was really happening mm-hmm. around
2: us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like it happened so quick. Like, yeah, like you said, it happens over time. But I feel like this pandemic, I feel like everybody took a loss, like a hit like all at once. Mm-hmm. And you usually you hear about it here and there, but for it to happen and then like you go to the city and you see so many businesses that are closed down, it's just it's sad.
0: Yeah.
2: So that's yeah. the point that I you know that I feel 2020 really. You know nobody's gonna want to remember this year.
1: But <laughs> I, think, well, I think people should remember this year because if anything, it reminded us that we're human beings. Like we're yeah. all on the same playing field, and in some into like COVID remind, to me reminds us it sees no color, it saw no wealth. It, it didn't see anything like that. It affected every single person across the board in just about almost the same way. Um, so I hope people do remember it. And that's my biggest thing. I hope that when, because I know we're going to come out of this as a country, but I feel like when mm-hmm. we come out of this as a country, I hope people actually are really changed and they don't go back to the same ways all over again. Um, that's my hope. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um,
0: I also wanted to say, like, speaking of people in, in not just this country, I feel like all over right now, there's a lot of unrest, right? So there's the, the lootings, the shootings, you know, the marches, like the injustices, all these things are happening, not just here in this country, but again, I feel like Because of the fact that we are in positions where we are forced to pay attention to it, it seems as if the focus is on the US. But these things happen all over. You know, growing up, I remember seeing those Feed the Children commercials, and they tried to paint the picture like the kids that were hungry were outside of the US. And the reality is, like, somebody on your block could be that kid or that family you know, and, and I feel like we've been almost, there's been a, a narrative that's been spun that this, this country has been so great. And now we're in a position where people are seeing the weaknesses, right? Like they're seeing all the little loopholes that have always existed, but it's creating this unrest. And I feel that that's part of what this pandemic has taught me is that there's so much happening here that's been happening here and we need to focus on what's going on. Like We need to really start peeling back the layers of the onion because we can't keep acting like there's nothing happening here and everybody is watching. So it's not like something we can continue to hide from.
1: The crazy thing about it to me is like you said, it's something that's been going on for so long, but I feel like Americans, are so stuck in just paying attention to themselves. So what's happening to the next person, as long as it doesn't affect me, like it doesn't matter in a, you know, in a very, it's sad to say, but we're all for a chunk of us are all for self. And that's why I'm like, I really do hope that when we come out of this, that we still have that compassion towards others. We still have this like fire in us to kind of want to be there and see the issues and start fixing the issues. And this is not a temporary thing because I think with Americans, if it's a trend, people, people jump on the trends. And as soon as it goes away, it's like, you know, that that's it. There goes that moment of everybody wanting to like help change or educate themselves or learn more about this or, you know, it just, it unfortunately just disappears. So I'm really hoping that people continue to push through, people continue to pay attention to what's actually going on in our own backyards and see, like, everything's not okay. It is not America the Great. Like, you know, it's it's a lot of injustices that are really happening right here in our country, this wonderful United States of America. <laughs> I, I, I
0: think that... Um, we we do need to pay attention i think we are people who tend to be very uh hot in the moment and then we get very lukewarm and and, or just cold like (laughs) I, i don't know why but i do feel like that it's happened but alicia i'm gonna call you out because you are canadian so how are you feeling about this
3: um i've definitely had moments where i've you know felt like is this where i'm supposed to be Like. So I guess I have a little bit of background. My husband got a job in, or his company promoted, moved him over to New York. And it was always a goal of ours to move to the stateside just for a different experience and just to, you know, live in a place other than Canada and so we moved in January 2020 and then COVID really happened end of February beginning of March so we only got to live that kind of carefree life for only about eight weeks before we kind of were in, in shutdown mode and just seeing kind of everything unfold has been really just it's just really taken me aback like it's different being here than being back in Canada because when you see things on a screen it's like like it doesn't affect you or it's like oh like yeah like more of the same stuff that's just the states but when you're here it's just it and you're in it and there's people around you that you care about that are that are that are being um affected by what's going on that's just COVID but the the violence and the police brutality and it's just like you can't escape it you can't just turn it off you can't just pretend it's not going on Um, and so it shows to me how I think naive I've been being a canadian and just being so okay well i don't have to pay attention to that that's not that's not where i live and now that is what happening right in you know my neighborhood and, and right where i you know rest my head at night it's just caused me to be like okay like i can't be a bystander i can't just sit on the sidelines like i have to in my way that i'm comfortable participate say my voice use my voice help others and be active because you just have to be. And so I've, I've taken a, a a really good step in trying to understand what that is for myself. So I'm doing it the right way, but it's been a journey. It's been, um it's been an experience.
0: You know, Alicia, you didn't plan to be here during a lockdown. Like that was not your, your goal. Um, mm-hmm. But this is a part of your reality now. But as we think about what Val touched on, which was around the fact that, you know, people are losing their jobs and, you know, they have to worry about their next meal and so on and so forth. I want to know, like, how do we feel about people of color in the workplace? Like, is this something that we, I mean, we as a brand, manifest is extremely passionate about this, but like, how are we as individuals feeling about the fact that Blacks aren't really that safe in or out the office right now in this country? what, what, are we, what are we thinking about that? Are we thinking about, I mean, I know we're thinking about it as a, as a company, but in terms of us seeing it for ourselves, like how is that affecting us?
3: That's a really great question. I think for me personally, it's, it's it's just made me so exhausted um, and just like at times deflated, um, you know, because it's like every you know every couple of days it's someone else or it's something else, another event, and it's like it's not like you feel like at times it's not getting better or there isn't you know the needle isn't moving on this. Um, because all you see is the negativity and all you see is the the incidences and you see people losing their jobs and you see people um, you know trying to apply for jobs and trying to get you know other opportunities and they keep hearing no's and it's so it's when you're just hearing that one narrative it's 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 very deflating because it's like oh like you know when is this going to get better how are people going to get out of this and then you just have to continue to look for those stories of hope and those stories of courage and things where things are changing and how people are starting to take, you know, actions when it comes to the police brutality and how that actually has brought a lot of people together to rally around a cause and how now organizations are stepping up to help people of color get more opportunities so that they are not so affected by COVID and, and the uh, the layoffs. So it's like there's good that is coming out of the bad. So you have, but it's it, the fact that there is bad even to begin with is still so hard to swallow.
0: hmm and then Chrissy and Val, people may not know this, but you ladies are in healthcare. So how are you seeing this play out in that industry?
2: I don't really see it on my end. Hmm.
0: Is it because there's
2: mostly Blacks that are working in, in your department? I mean, one of my bosses, she's Black. Um, I mean, the other two, you know, they're not. But I mean, I don't really see... I don't know I don't really see it I'm in a small office Mm -hmm. so I don't like work with a bunch of people like I'm not like really that integrated with like different backgrounds Crystal more so has like a bigger staff in Mm -hmm. a sense so -hmm. maybe she may see it and you know her working you know at a higher up position
0: could be that, too. So, Chrissy, what do you say about that? Are you seeing it from your scope with um, the way that things are happening?
1: Um, As far as in the hospital, not really. Um, but as some may not know, but I work in psychiatry. Um, but just for the population, that's kind of where we're feeling it a little bit more. Um, and I agree with Alicia. Like it's almost a little draining, but there are those glimpses of hope. That's, you know, that comes from what's going on. But we haven't, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, we haven't seen it like physically in the workplace like that. And I think because for our workplace, it is majority, the majority is a minority community. So that could be a reason. Yeah,
0: that actually says, it says a lot when the majority of people that you work with are like you. Um, because when you don't see a lot of people that, that are like you or that look similar to you, I feel like you may be f- feeling more of what's happening, right? Um, just because of the fact that so many people have been vocal about it. So many people have been pushing for change and they want to see more color And not just black color, but like brown color, tan, all the the colors that are not, you know, um, vanilla, people want to see more and people are pushing for it more so than they were before. And I feel that it really may be based on where you are, because, you know, to your point, like you and Val working in healthcare may not see it, but I'm in tech and I see it and I'm I'm definitely like, what's going on here? You know, where is the color? Because we know that the people are there, um, but where are they? Like, why are they not in, in these offices and why are they not in certain roles? You know, and then Alicia being in HR, I'm sure that's a fight that you have as well in terms of making sure that talent is well represented.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's, um... I think the biggest takeaway for me kind of seeing everything play um, in my role today is that how, affra- I wouldn't say afraid companies are, but they are, they really don't know what to do. They really don't know the right way to go about identifying diversity and inclusion and making sure that there's a culture of belonging and that proper you know, processes and procedures are equitable for everybody, that like they really, truly don't know what to do. And so I'm seeing even, you know, clients that I work with, you know, taking these very odd, um, Steps and these precautions and you can just tell they're so uncomfortable and it's like, it doesn't need to be that way. Like, it's, there's a way to do it where you can educate yourself as a leader, you can educate your organization and really together, really build a more inclusive workspace. Um, And I think what, the biggest problem I think I see is that leaders don't want to identify that they don't, one, that they don't understand what's going on and that they don't, they're not with the times and two, they don't want to see that they themselves, their action or inactions are being racist themselves so it's like kind of like a double-edged sword they want to do stuff but then they don't want to do too much because they don't want to seem like oh there was nothing ever done in the first place even though there never was so it's like they really do need to take that look in the mirror for the from their organization and and just admit and just be honest but then take the steps to make it better that's really the only way that we're going to continue to see the changes that we're going to that we hope to see in the workplace
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that everyone just has to take some form of responsibility and really just apply it time over time so that it's consistently um, carried out just because 2020 is going to end. And then with that comes a new year and hopefully less drama. So speaking of less drama, what are some of the lessons that you've learned so far this year? Let's go with like three lessons. Let's keep it kind of short. But what are some of the lessons that you've learned? I know we talked a little bit about, you know, what we never knew, what we wish, what we're over and what we're going to do. But like, what are some of those lessons? Like legit 2020 has taught me dot, dot, dot.
1: Anyone can start. Um. So I would say one of the lessons that I learned um, in 2020 is that I'm not above anyone. So like a degree a salad, like we're all no matter what, like when it comes to like a disease, a sickness, anything like it sees none of that. Doesn't see color, doesn't see anything. Um, so continuing to treat people with the utmost respect, um, 2020. I don't Let me bounce back. I have two more to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah I was
0: like you could you could jump in um after someone shares theirs um Val Alicia you guys want to go as we wait for Chrissy to pull her too
3: yeah I think for me um the first one is balance like I really needed to learn how to balance just my life better and um you know balance and prioritize family myself self-care in the midst of work and in the midst of you know Building what I'm, what I'm trying to do, so I think balance definitely has been um, the biggest lesson for myself. and It has been really hard because I can easily get, you know, just caught up in my work and what I'm doing, and and see that as the most important thing. But I think COVID has showed me that it's it's not. There are other things that are important, or more so, more important that need your time and attention, and that um, you have to balance it out appropriately.
0: Yeah. The value or seeing something.
2: I just patience. Um, I used to have a lot of patience um, that wore off, and then I realized that I need to work on that again. Um, I don't know what else. It's taught <laughs> me to you know not take anything for granted. Yeah. Um. And it's also taught me to just be me, I guess, in a sense where don't care like what other people may think or have to say. Uh-huh. I've definitely felt like I've gotten like you know more self confidence within this year, and I'm like learning me more, and I'm understanding me more. So I, I like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely need the
2: confidence. I think mm-hmm. we
0: all we all need that, and we need to know ourselves because if we don't, then how can we, you know, truly be impactful and authentic, right? I think what my lessons so far have been is to continuously step out in faith. And I remember last year, um, Pastor Mike from Transformation Church, shout out to Pastor Mike. He did a whole series on. Crazy Faith, and he talked about how it's only crazy until it happens, right? So while you're living in a in a position of waiting, you're just doing the things that you want to see actually manifest themselves. And people don't know that that's what you're doing, but they only see the results of when it happens. But you know for yourself that you were stepping out on faith because a lot of what you probably were doing seems crazy to someone who didn't know what the end result for you was really going to be. Right. So I feel like I've learned that and I feel like I'm living in that. And then, you know, family first, of course, has always been a lesson for me, but to be grateful for family, you know, because I never really realized how much I knew I, my family is close to it. I always knew that always appreciated that about us, but I never realized how close we really are until a pandemic happens, you know, like it's pretty much no, no one's left behind. You know, I feel that we are engaging with each other even more. And I even have friends that are like, I want to be a part of your family because clearly you guys actually love and care for each other. And, And it's not just because of a pandemic, right? Like that's just who we are. And I think the other lesson that I've learned so far is to dream big. Like there's so much that's happening that I almost feel like right now I had to go back to like Kim as a little girl and remember the dreams that I did have and realize that anything is truly possible. So like now all those dreams are starting to to come back and I'm like, let me continue to dream even bigger because you just never know how these things will happen, you know, going forward. But it's exciting to, to do that again, because I feel before, the pandemic, well, let me speak for me. I was so focused on just getting things done. And I wasn't really thinking about the fact that, like, you can be kind of a kid at heart again, where you don't focus so much on the outcome, but you just dream these things and you put things in place to happen without really being so set on it has to happen this way. You know, like, I'm being more open to how things can happen. And this year has taught me to do that just to continue to be flexible and open. But um, Chrissy, I know you had two more, so you're going to have to bring it home, girl.
1: <laughs> um, My other two, I would say, is one uh, another thing that 2020 has taught me, and it's kind of going off of what Alicia said, too, is with the balance and just the learning how to say no and prioritizing mm-hmm. myself because I realized that it was something that I did not do. Um, And this year, like getting that needed pause with COVID and this pandemic, um, it has truly for me been a blessing because it gave me the moment to sit down and really like focus in on things that is important to Crystal. Because I think for so many years, like I was always focusing on what's important and bettering other people that I didn't even realize like a lot of things for me fell to the wayside. Um, So learning how to say no when I just really didn't, you know, want to do something or I really couldn't do something. Um, And then my last thing is learning to not put limitations on myself. I second guess myself so bad, it's horrible. Um, And I'm learning how to just like, you know, if this is a task that I want to do, like step out of faith, be okay with asking for help, but not being so nervous to do it, you know, that I just completely avoid doing it in total. So. It's been one of my things, working on a project for September. So y'all keep me in your prayers that it comes out.
0: (laughs) It's going to be, I think it's going to be great. I'm sure it's going to be great. And, you know, like one of the things that I'm hearing is the importance of taking care of ourselves. Like we've said it in different ways. So how are we really doing this? Like self-care is important. We know that it's important. But we also know like life happens and sometimes you forget, right? Like you forget to do that thing that you know you need to, like stepping away from a computer or actually going to the bank instead of trying to do everything online, right? Or being frustrated by customer service and actually going to get answers. And and honestly, that is a part of our self-care because that goes back to your mental health, right? And how you treat people. But what are we doing? What are we doing to practice self-care during not only a pandemic but just during our day to day like what does self-care look like
3: it's it's funny because i'm more active and more health conscious now than i was before pre-covid it's like i i like i stepped up my workouts i stepped up my water what i eat and i think it's i think it's for two reasons one I, it was something that I knew that I needed to do, but just kept pu- pushing it off because it just was never a priority. And two, because I'm home now all the time, there's not really any excuse. So it's like, okay, for example, drinking so much water, you always have to run to the washroom and you can't run to the washroom 10 times a day while you're working because you're in meetings and distracted, all that stuff. So like now it's like, if I want to go to the washroom, I just got to go to the washroom. It's like, it, it's nothing. So I've yes. actually been really uh, thriving from a health perspective. Um From COVID, And I'm kind of, I mean, as much as I enjoy the office, I'm kind of really liking the stay from home because I've really been able to focus on that stuff for myself, which is something I've never been able to do before being um, in the office.
0: Oh, no. Plus one to that, because I feel that being remote has truly been beneficial to me, especially when it comes to prioritizing exercise, clean eating, water. You know, like, those are the things that we need to sustain ourselves. And I was one of those people that was like, I ain't got time for this. You know, like, I have to be on the train. I have to be on a plane. I have to be in a meeting. Like, all these different excuses. But, you know, to your point, now you're home and it's like, well, I'm home. And who's going to stop me, (laughs) except for me? So, yeah, I I agree with um, stepping things up in terms of, like, those areas.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Anyone else want to jump in on this? I'll I'll start with managing money. So self care has one of my things. Self care has been around managing money, and I think before the pandemic, I didn't I gave it thought, but I didn't give it too much thought. And the reason was because I was kind of in this position of like, oh, you know, I'm always gonna have something, right? But this pandemic has taught me like part of you managing your money actually gives you peace of mind you know mm-hmm. and i have a girlfriend who she's like a budget niece like she is all about a budget template like she goes through it on a monthly basis and her and her husband they work through the numbers and i remember being like this girl is so committed but now i can appreciate that because there's a level of peace right that comes when you you kind of plan for the unexpected and you, you know, you use what you have and you don't overspend it because you just think that you're going to get something. So I've learned that that's one thing that I have to do to practice that taking care of myself, you know, starting in my mental and making sure that, that I'm good, you know, so I've been happy about that. And yeah, (laughs) I was, I was definitely one of the, the people that got onto the Budget template sheets later in life, but I'm grateful for it.
1: They're really, really good.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm super grateful for it. But what are you doing, Chrissy? Since you jumped in?
1: Um, honestly, I'm carving out more time just for myself. Um, so I at a certain time I of the day I try to like shut everything down, like shut down out of work mode. Um, whether it's for my nine to five or it's for, um, our business, I just shut down and I'm like really trying to spend time, not only with myself, spend time in the word, but then also spend time with my husband. So that was one of the things. Cause again, like I said, I realized that I hadn't been doing that. Um, and my, even my, um, spiritual life was taking kind of like a backseat to a lot of things. So I'm really, really like, trying my hardest to carve out that time. So if it's time with myself, whether it's working out, going for a walk, going for a drive, clearing my mind, like journaling, anything, but that's like crystal time. And during crystal time, nobody can bother me. And I'm trying to really stick to that, which is hard sometimes, but sticking to it. Mm -hmm.
0: Gotta stick to it. And Val, what are you doing?
2: I'm just... Focusing on me, learning, growing, living, that's
0: it. And, and living is definitely what we all want to do. No one wants to merely exist and just mm-hmm. be kind of like, you know, a, a part of the crowd in terms of getting lost in it. But I do think that living is what a lot of people are forced to do right now. Because a lot of people were in positions where they were just getting by, you Mm -hmm. know, and this this pandemic is showing people like, while getting by is cool, living in the moment is even better, you know, to experience all of this good, bad in between, (laughs) like, you know, all of it will play a role in how we move forward. And speaking of moving forward, our last topic is going to be centered around our favorites. So there's been a lot of movies that have come out. There's there's TV shows, there are books, there are podcasts, there's music. It's just like overload on entertainment right now. And I wanted to know what are some of your top faves in these categories?
1: So some of my favorites right now um hgtv has become one of my favorite channels to watch period um i like flea market flip so i'm into all of these this now um ozark which during the pandemic i was able to like catch up and finish everything so i am waiting for that and then one of my other guilty pleasures is p valley so oh yes oh yes yes. that was a good show that was on um, my top two, girl. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah, I'm like that mm-hmm. show. Something about it, yeah.
0: boy. I don't, I, I don't know what it is, but it is something about it. Um, I think, you know, talking about TV shows, and you know, I agree with you. HGTV has definitely easily become one of my favorite channels, and I love, you know, between flip and flop and. Um, more so, seeing the renovations that are done when you have <laughs> Hillary and David competing to love or list it, like those are yeah. like shows that I, I really really <laughs> yeah. enjoy. Um, but I'm I'm almost like it's so interesting. I've found myself like TV, yes, definitely catching up on TV, like The Shy and. You know, now that Netflix has shows that I really like, like The Game, and I'm able to rewatch those, I'm happy about it. But I found myself listening to more audiobooks and reading more Black authors during this time. So I haven't indulged too much in the movies. Like I saw The Banker and I thought that that was amazing and it was well done. Um, Alicia and I were talking about Little Fires Everywhere, which was an amazing, amazing show to me. But I know, Alicia, you can take it and share how you feel about that. <laughs>
3: Well, actually, I have a new appreciation for it now that you shared your perspective. So there was a lot of things that I I didn't know. Like, I didn't know that Shaker Heights was an actual real place. I didn't know, like, all the history, like, the historical stuff that actually went down there. So now that I realize they really stuck true to the time and to the people, like, I have a higher appreciation for it. I think for me in the beginning, like, I just, I, everyone, so I guess, spoiler alert, I'm very, like, I'm never with, the the hype of things like i'll always be two to three i don't know months behind on like something that's like really really uh popping so for myself i'm like i'm hearing all these great things and i'm like i love drama i love suspense and then i'm watching this and i'm like when is it coming like to me everything just felt <laughs> so like the, that was the expected outcome based on the actions the, you know, the, the the actors were taking so then when i talked to kim and she broke it up, I was, like oh like there was just so much more that i learned so it was definitely a really good show. Um, now that I think, I had that you know that heightened sense of awareness. But um, I've always been a big fan of you know Kerry Washington and, and Reese Witherspoon, and so they they all, like always did a fantastic job. For for me, I just I didn't understand the significance of some of the plot twists until Kim really broke it down for me. So I'm very happy for that.
0: <laughs> well, th- that means that you'll get put on to P Valley a little later this mm-hmm. year, then,
3: and then probably. you'll
2: join. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, probably. <laughs> (laughs) I'll Google. I never heard of this show. What's going on? So yeah, I'll catch up by like 2021.
2: (laughs) I I think I was current. Like I was watching Dynasty. Oh yeah, I love 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 the fashion. Wait, wait a second. Dynasty back in the 80s or the new spin that they started? You talking about the new one? New one. Not with the original Crystal.
0: Dynasty. I love the original one with Crystal, which exactly. apparently that's where Crystal got her name from. Nobody apparently knew that. I mean, I knew that. because <laughs>
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I watched that. Um, another thing I love is watching the Food Network or looking up like different recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, that
0: would make sense because you're a foodie. So
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't yes. surprise me. So I'm actually cooking right now, making some ribs. Um,
1: <laughs> that's my dinner tonight too, girl. Sorry.
2: <laughs> um, P Valley. Uh, what else do I watch? I just started watching Umbrella Academy. Hmm. I didn't watch that one. Um, what else? I'm trying to catch up on how to get away with murder. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a book on audio. I think I need to finish it. Yeah. You need to finish it, girl. And then there's <laughs> another book that I want to start. But I can't start it until I finish the audio one. so. Listen, audio books have been my thing they, because- They are amazing. I get- you they can, are. I, you can vacuum, you can sweep, you can mop. Everything. You can do everything while you're just listening to some random to- person
1: speak in your ear. I have to yeah. try this because I can't get with the audiobooks. I tried it. I got some, maybe because it's the voices sometimes. Yeah, and then, oh, like when yeah. the parts get good, like I need you to read it, like this part, like it's getting suspenseful. And they're yeah. just so monotone sometimes. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, come on. Like, yeah. they're like,
2: on the fifth day of September, Mark <laughs> walked into the store. He picked up a Pepsi. It fell. Yeah. But I want to know did it explode when it fell? Like, what happened? <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. So, it's, So,
0: okay, I have to get, because now I'm like, fangirling over here because I do have my favorite narrators. So when I see these narrative narrators, sorry, attached to a book that I read, like I automatically hit by because I mm-hmm. know that they're going to do a good job. So when I don't see <laughs> some people attached to some of the books, I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. Cause you know, the voice might be really bad. Like I just have in my mind, if Wesley Shaban, Chris Sean, Kristen, Jacoby Diem, and Riley Ojo, if they are doing any book, I'm signed on to it because I don't care if it's two hours or if it's twelve. I'm like I am reading along with you or I'm listening along with you and I'm flowing with it because they do bring the energy to the story. And this actually happened with one of my favorite authors who, when I read her series I read a series that she had and I was like into the series and as soon as she launched the audiobook and I saw who was doing it I was like "Eh." and then I played a sample and I was like yeah no you're not going no I can't do this but then to support her I I still (laughs) bought it and I was cringing the whole time I'm like who are where did they find these
2: people (laughs) (laughs)
1: I gotta give so, it a yeah, try yeah. again. Cause it was, mm-mm. and I never finished the book. You get addicted. Exactly.
0: And that's what happens. You, you can definitely get addicted to hearing certain narrators because you kind of in your mind, like build a bond, if you will, with them. Um, so when I don't hear certain voices, I'm like, what's going on here? Like, mm. okay, I guess, you know, and I don't know. I, I got to I have to stop being so biased. I'm going to try to be a little bit more open to new voices because there is a guy. Yes. His name is Emmanuel Ingram. He has a good voice and he recently did a book with it's one of my favorite authors. He re- recently did one of her books and he actually did a good job. He kept mm-hmm. me. He kept me. But I really wanted her to cast my
2: other favorite.
0: In fact, I said <laughs> that to her.
2: <laughs> yeah so I, I was the book i have on audio was the pastor mike the relationship my relationship book, goals I mean, yeah relationship goals and i don't know like the narrator's voice is it's cool i guess but pastor mike you should have done your own book i yeah. feel you
0: now
2: we just want to say yeah. that it was we it was, was- it was cool i was just like mm, it's pretty- i mean i gotta get used to it but other than that i was just I'll like
1: forcing mm. yourself.
2: i mean i'd rather listen i mean his voice is not the worst but i just need him to have like some more enthusiasm when he's like reading it on certain chapters and you know yeah. certain lines it's i don't know he wasn't Pastor Mike. And Pastor Mike,
0: again, you know, shout out to you. We 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 appreciate all that you're doing in and out the kingdom. But yeah, it would have been so much better if it were you that we yes. experienced in that book. Just to get the same energy that was brought to the series. I agree with you, Val. Like it it was good, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't one of my this author, um, this narrator, sorry, did not get into my faves, okay? Because clearly mm-hmm. I am very discriminatory when it comes to, <laughs> to who I'm listening to. But, um, well, I mean, I love that we are, we're talking, we're sharing, we're doing all these things. And I really hope our listeners are able to connect with us on a deeper level outside of just everything that they see that we're doing, you know, on online. So if there are any last minute thoughts that you guys want to encourage our listeners to do let us do it now
2: I say live love laugh like not to sound cliche but that's all you could basically do and just continue to grow and if you want to do something do it there's no such thing as anything stupid just go for it
0: yep I
2: like it
3: um, mine is if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. So don't be afraid mm-hmm. of doing something. Bad. Okay, Alicia. I like that. <laughs> <Keep> <laughs> I have to write that down myself.
1: <laughs> 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 and mine would just be take each day for what it is. Like just keep moving. Um, don't overdo it. Don't think too much. Live in the moment, if anything.
0: I love yeah, it. Well, Mine is going to be subscribe to our newsletter, subscribe, (laughs) rate, share this podcast, definitely follow us on all socials because clearly we are everywhere. And lastly, don't forget you are here for a purpose, on purpose. So whatever is in your heart, definitely manifest it with full gusto. Whatever you do, put your all into it. And lastly, just thanks for listening. It's been fun. Thank you, ladies
2: thank you
0: thank Thank you you. thank you thanks for listening to the Manifest podcast before you go don't forget to subscribe rate and review this podcast share this with your family share this with your friends share this with your colleagues just share this with your entire community
2: and until next time let's Manifest